Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Suitcase on the Left. My name is Nick, and along with me is Brian. And Yay. we, yeah, and we work together. And we decided we w- want to do a podcast because I, I think we get along quite well. And I think we have some pretty entertaining conversations. So uh, we decided to get together and do a podcast. So this is the first episode of it. And uh, Brian, what are we talking about today? Um, well, I, I don't know, but let me start off by saying. Um, I'm glad we didn't really talk about this in advance. Because yeah, we really didn't. I didn't know if we were even going to use our real names. Oh. Not, but apparently we are. So that's good. Well, what do you want to use? No, no, it's too late now. It's already out there. So <laughs> no, I, I can edit this. I'll just go back Pri- and delete privacy it. Privacy be damned. Let's just do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm Nick, and that's Brian. Uh, well, damn, now I feel like we need to, we need to not use our real names. Okay, well, let's change them. All right. What I'll, are you... be, I'll be Alex. Alex. Let's see. What do I want to be? You can be Eduardo. No, I feel like that's racist. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, because I'm half not white. Mm. I'll stick with Nick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll just... I'll go back to Brian, I guess. All right. I've never been good at, at fake names. I'll forget your fake name halfway through. Right. At some point, Nick and Brian will come back out. All right. Well, let's just get into this. What uh, What do you want to talk about today? Well, I just got back from Walmart. Okay. So I think that's... Well, you ever, you ever go on like deal websites like Slick Deals or Deal News or any of that stuff? Mm, never. So I was checking out Slick Deals today, and it's they've got a, like a web forum set up, and people submit deals that they come across. And somebody saw at Walmart a 55-inch Samsung HD TV on sale for 200 bucks. Hmm. Yeah, 200 bucks for a 55-inch TV, 1080p, and all that stuff. It's not that a smart. Could be the, the, that could be the shittiest widescreen TV in the world, and 200 bucks would still not be a bad price. Correct, but no, I mean it was it was a. Uh, it's LCD or LED, I don't remember, but it's not plasma. Uh, 1080p. It's only 60 hertz, which on the TV that size is probably probably not the best thing, but good enough for 200 bucks. I can promise you that. So I go to Walmart. I look at all the TVs, the display models. I don't see it anywhere. I don't. I can't find any of the boxes. I check the clearance, and then I have uh, have a lady at the register look up the UPC code, and she. Puts it in the little computer, hits go, or whatever, or whatever button, and she looks up and she says, "Oh, U two," and I'm like, "No, they're crappy. I don't. It's not a U two thing." And she's like, "No, we don't have that TV in stock." And the guy in front of me asked her the same exact question, apparently, and she's like, "That's an eight hundred dollar TV. You're not getting it for two hundred bucks." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I didn't even tell her what it was about." But why do people at Walmart have such crappy attitudes? The employees. Well, I don't know. Well, tell me a little bit about this deal site. Is it endorsed by Walmart? Is no. It no, it's, I mean, it's a big deal. It, it's, uh, I can't remember how many registered users they've got, but it's just, it has all different kinds of categories. Um, they've got like hot deals, freebies. Um, you know, every time there's like a, a 4th of July sale, they'll have, they'll have a section that's got all these flyers posted. The web forums got all kinds of people who post up all kinds of deals. Um, I mean, you name it, they'll find deals for it. It could be for a, a, a blender or 
a GoPro or curtains. It doesn't matter. They'll they'll find something uh, that there's deals. So it's a it's a worthwhile website to check. Honestly, if you've never heard of it, um, SlickDeals.net is the website. And uh, on their front page, they've got what they on the home page they've got what they call front page deals, which are just like the the really hot deals that everyone's you know it's they're really catching traction and, and they're getting a lot of response. But right. so let me let me make sure I understand. Okay. So this deal for right. this TV and all these other deals, these are Walmart's deals. Not they all just of them. go out and they curate these deals. They find them and they bring them to your attention. They're not they're not creating these deals. Correct. Not so th- why, then why would Walmart have an attitude like that? It's their deal. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. Like and I don't understand like Slick Deals is not only Walmart stuff, but this happened to be a Walmart deal. And right. the thing is, like, when I asked the lady to look up the UPC code, because somebody posted it on the forum, um, I asked her to look it up, and I said, hey, I just wonder if you could check to see if this is in stock. I never told her what it was. I never told her that I saw it on the internet. I never said it was a, a ridiculous deal. I mean, I, and she gave me, like, this shitty attitude, and all I did was have her look up one number. Well, it was, like, 12 numbers, but, like, a, a you know, one UPC code, and I was very polite, and I even waited in line and didn't cut anybody or, you know. I, I So I don't know why she gave me the attitude. It's not like I was trying to rip him off or anything. I mean, you was, never told her that you were expecting to pay $200. Nope. Never once said, hey, I, just, I saw this deal where this $800 TV is on sale for 200 bucks. Can you look it up? I just said, hey, I was just wondering if you could check something, you know, to see if it's in stock. I've, I've got the UPC code if it helps. And she was she was okay up until she saw what it was. And then, oh, she got shitty with me. Well, since you decided to talk about Walmart, uh, before I go there, um, is this deal available online? Could you go to walmart.com and, and get the deal there? No, nah, it just says out of stock on, online. And then, on, another thing on Slick Deals is these the people there are really smart, and they've set up uh, – They've some of them have created inventory checker websites. So they made one for Walmart that checks through their inventory – and uh, it said there was one or less in stock, which could mean that there's zero or it could mean there's like a display. Um, Is that across the country? No, just this particular store. It was out of stock at most stores. There was one about two miles from my house, and then there's one about 20 miles. And I'm not, I'm not driving 20 miles on a whim <laughs> that, that it might be there. And I'm not going to call because, you know, if you call these places and you get the wrong kind of employee and you say, hey, can you check to see if this thing is in stock? And they see it's a 55-inch TV for 200 bucks. They'll they're, buy it. Yeah, they're going to say, oh, nope, out of stock, and then they're going to go buy the damn thing because Walmart employees are a bunch of fucking pricks. Okay. Well, that's a good introduction to what I wanted to say about Walmart. I hate Walmart, and I don't keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shopped there a few times. Uh, I, I I know and love people that shop there a lot. Uh, I even have uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, works at Sam's Club, so he's kind of a Walmart employee. But I'll tell you, every time I go there, it's just always the worst experience ever. Um, you know, the, the people that are there, the attitudes, the the rudeness, the pushing and shoving, and this is this is customers and employees alike. Uh, I, I very often will find myself saying. I don't, I don't belong in this store. I, like, I'm not welcome here. Like, I have no business being in this store. Yeah. 
I completely agree. It, it, I I very 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 rarely have a good experience at Walmart, and I don't usually go for much. I mean, they've got a good prices on uh, paper towels and toilet paper, so I'll go there for that. My air conditioning filter is an eighteen by thirty, and so it's kind of hard to find. And they've got them there, and they're like nine bucks, so I go there for that. But I don't normally go for much else because it's just not worth the hassle. I'd rather go to Publix and pay a little bit more for my groceries, but not have to deal with a bunch of shitty people and employees with crappy ass attitudes. Mm-hmm. They did recently, uh, like last year, opened a uh, neighborhood market very close to my house. And it's open 24 seven. So there was one occasion where it was like midnight and I needed to have something for the morning. And so I went there and it wasn't a terrible experience because there was almost nobody in the store. There were more people hanging out in the parking lot and loitering by the entrance, which was the worst part of the experience. You know, the parking, the getting out of my vehicle and the like trying to mentally prepare myself to be accosted as I entered the store because there were just so many, you know, kids, thugs hanging out there by the entrance. But that didn't happen. I went in there, I shopped, I got what I needed and got out and it was okay. That happens to me uh, at the Walmart closest to my house. It's it's near a, a real thugster area, a real thugster area. So typically there will be no less than you know, if you go at night, typically there's no less than like 15 thugsters hanging out by the door for some reason. Mm-hmm. I never understood what was cool about sitting in front of a Walmart. Um, when I went this morning, it's during church, so and it's earlier in the day, I guess. So there's not a whole lot of people there, which was kind of nice. But it's funny, the two Walmarts that I will go to, one's near thugsters and one's near a bunch of rednecks. And it doesn't matter which one I go to. I can always expect there to be a group of 10 to 15 people who look like they're up to no good, whether they're thugsters or rednecks, hanging out at the front door of Walmart, um, which is why I carry a gun when I go to Walmart. Not even going to lie. You almost have to. I had a gun today when I went to Walmart. I don't know if it's illegal or not. To Well, it's not illegal. I don't know if they are pro or against gun, but I don't give a, I don't give a crap, honestly. I mean, I'll just not go there, I guess, if they, you know, don't want me to. But I'm carrying a gun when I go to Walmart. I always have and I always will. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. I think that that one establishment, you're 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 more likely to eventually run into a situation where you will need it than you would at like Target or Publix or something like that. I generally carry when I go there too. both of those places. Not yeah. because I'm so much afraid of, you know, the, the customer base. It's just people are crazy in this world, <laughs> you know? And uh, I just want to be prepared if I need to be. That's right. That's right. You don't want to be a victim. No. But I did want you- a 55-inch TV for 200 bucks, and I didn't get one. <laughs> and I was prepared to fight for it. Uh, well, I, I and some <laughs> of the people on the forum, you know, people on Slick Deals, people tell the they talk about their experience. Some people went to Walmart and had a, a very similar experience where people, the managers or somebody were acting like uh, they were trying to be ripped off and other people were able to buy things or buy the TV with no problem. Some people bought like four or five of the TVs. So I was really hoping they'd have them and I was hoping I'd be able to get two of them was my, my ultimate goal. But even one would have been nice. Wow. Two TVs. That's better than uh, picture in picture. 
Yeah. Well, I probably would have uh I probably would have sold one to my mother-in-law for how much it cost me cuz she's looking for a TV as well. I would have sold it to her for 800 bucks. I probably would have been like, "Oh, this is a great deal. This is like a $4,000 TV. I'll sell it to you for, you know, 800." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So All right. Well, great uh, great chat. Yeah. Damn Walmart, bunch of pricks. Yeah, I'm not into it. No. Also, I think I have a cold. I don't know if it's a cold or not, but I That's sure what happens s- when you go to Walmart. I sure sound sick. I know that much. Yeah, fucking sick people at Walmart. It's a germ infested, you know. It really is. House. Yeah. It really is. Hey, do you ever go to Harbor Freight? I have been to Harbor Freight, but I do not make it a point to go there. I always get their stupid flyers. I get their emails. I was driving by one today and I saw a big sign in front of it said tool liquidation or tool disposal sale. And I thought, you know, they always put these things about sales. And it's always the same prices. But they got well, me. Well, it's because they're always cheap ass Chinese junk. Yeah. They got me though. I stopped. I went in. I didn't get anything. But it was exactly what I expected. The prices were normal. And I thought, I wonder if Brian ever goes to Harbor Freight. Yeah. I, I go there when I need tools that I'm probably going to need once and never again. Yeah. That's pretty much what I did. I went there and I bought a chop saw uh, because we were going to be cutting transmission line and we didn't want to have to use a hacksaw to do it. Mm. It's, you know, crappy, use it once, then the motor burns up and you throw it away. And that's yeah, that's all you need. Pretty much. I'll go there and get like one-off drill bits if I need them or if I if I know I'm going to need to get like a a screwdriver and like file down part of the tip to make it fit what I need or you know a wrench that needs to be bent so that I can fit into something I'll yeah. go th- I'll go there and get one of those crappy tools to do it with yeah one time use tools yeah pretty drill much. bits are made out of aluminum and they're dull and yeah pretty much I remember they used to have the uh the traveling tool sales, they would go around to like the fairgrounds and then basically Harbor Freight did they just, op- it was basically Harbor Freight that would f- travel around and then they just started opening stores. But Oh, so they started off as a, uh, a traveling tool salesman. I don't know if, if it was actually Harbor Freight. I just remember going to the Volusia County fairgrounds, like the same places they'd have like gun shows or like the livestock shows um, in the fair, but they wouldn't, you know, obviously this wouldn't take the whole fairground and there'd be just tables and tables of tools and they were all off brand. They were all cheap. You know, they all would break within a couple of days of using them. And then they stopped doing that and they just started. And then Harbor Freight's stores actually started opening. Um, but I think it serves its purpose. Yeah. I think there is a purpose for it. There are times when, when you just want, you know, some cheap tool. You don't want to spend a fortune on something that you're only going to use once or, or twice. Yeah, for sure. So this weekend, I went to uh, a place called Fujiyama. Fujiyama. Is it a camera store? No, it is a hibachi restaurant. Like uh, like Kobe's or Benihana? Yeah, 
So it's it's pretty much the same. You know, you go in there, you sit around the table. The, the hibachi is a little bit smaller than the Kobe's. Mm. Unless, I mean, Kobe's is a gold standard, right? I agree with that. Yeah. So this place, you get rice or noodles. You don't get both. Mm. But you do get two shrimp with your meal. What, what do you mean? Two? Two. Like one, two. Yes. Two, two shrimps. Yep. You get two shrimps with your meal, which is good. Uh, I kind of like that. Mixes it up a little bit. So I had the chicken and steak combo last night. Plus two shrimps. Plus two shrimps. And I decided to go with rice. My wife went with the noodles. So I was able to give her some rice and I was able to get some noodles. And uh, good, good negotiating skills. Yeah, I thought it was, that was pretty good. So I'm going to rate the, 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 the food based against Kobe's. Okay. The rice, better at Fujiyama. The noodles, better at Kobe's, but but good at Fujiyama. Like it wasn't like it was bad, but better at Kobe. The chicken, better at Kobe. The steak, better at Fujiyama. Really? Now I did not get the fillet. I just got the uh, regular cheapo steak, but it was quite delicious at Fujiyama. The salad before the meal. Better at uh, better at Fujiyama. The yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the um, the ginger dressing that they use. It's okay, but if they put too much on there, it's like ah, too much. Yeah, this was not ginger based. It was a it was white sauce, but it wasn't like the the white sauce. Um, but it was it was just like a refreshing, cool tasting salad dressing. It wasn't Ooh. it wasn't that harsh ginger stuff they give you. The uh, the soup, it's throwaway to both places. I mean, it's basically just broth. Right, with mushrooms in it. Ugh. Ugh, so gross. Now, the most important thing, though, Brian, the white sauce. Okay, okay, this is important. Now, they have white sauce at Fujiyama, and it's okay, but it is not at all the white sauce of Kobe. Interesting. I maintain that the food at Kobe is good, but it's nothing extraordinary. It's the white sauce. The white sauce is very good. It's a very important part of the meal. Yeah, I mean, if you went to Kobe and they said, oh, we're out of sauce, I'd be like, well, I'm leaving. Peace mm-hmm. out. I I would almost agree with that. I Let me, uh, let me tell you my experience, because you and I have both eaten at Kobe. Yes. Uh, I have... Recently, um, I think it was in January, uh, had an opportunity to eat at Benihana. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Fujiyama. So I, I had been to Benihana in the past, uh, but this most recent dining experience gave me an opportunity to really compare it to to Kobe because, you know, we, we've eaten there once or twice. Uh, and I will tell you that the overall Benihana experience was was far inferior to Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll I'll run down the list. Um, they did not have noodles, only rice. So you couldn't um, even pick. It was just rice. It was just rice. Mm. It, it was okay. The rice the rice was okay, but it was not as good as Kobe. 
Um, the I think I had uh, steak, which was good, but not as good as Kobe. And and the reason may be, and this is the big part, they did not have white sauce at all. Oh no, no. Now they used to, because I remember going to Benihana in the past, and they did have a white sauce. Now they do not. Um, the other thing that I thought was was interesting, and I'm not. This is not a racist thing, but when you go to a place like Kobe or or one of these Japanese steakhouses, you expect to have a Japanese chef prepare your food. This this was like a you know 22 year old kid from Cleveland or whatever. I mean, he wasn't even wasn't even close to you know to being Japanese at all. He did okay, but he was. He was really new, and he told us. I think it was like his first day or something. Um, and so he had he made a few failed attempts at some of the little tricks that they do. Um, you know, so his his whole approach was kind of rough. You know, sometimes if they're not paying attention, certain things will get a little too cooked, a little too burny. Um, and so there was a little bit of that. Um, and overall, I just felt like, well, what am I doing here? I should be at Kobe. <laughs> now, we went to Kobe a couple weeks ago, you and I and another associate of ours. And uh, for those that have never been to Kobe, you sit at a U-shaped table around the hibachi. And I think there's like either eight or ten seats around the hibachi thing. So there was three of us that showed up. And nobody else came. So it was literally the three of us sitting at the table. And I, I maintain it was the best experience I've ever had at Kobe, except for maybe the first time, you know, because the first was the best. Um, But it was just three of us. We had a seat in between each of us. So we weren't crammed in at the table. And the chef was like very nonchalant about doing all the showy stuff. And he was Bashing Benihana's pretty good the whole time. Yeah, he was saying it, that was that they hire convicts and all kinds of stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was yeah, so it was funny. it was good. He was very conversational, and he he certainly felt very relaxed. He was you know very good at what he did, um, and yeah, I, I got the feeling that he didn't feel like he had to be putting on a show we were just chatting and and talking about stuff uh and the food was very good it was that was a very a very high rated experience you almost never have three people that have a table all to themselves no it very rarely ever do that because it's you know it's the economy of scale the more people you fit at each table the better yeah i mean when you go to kobe's you're probably looking at 30 between 30 and $50 a person probably. And, you know, you're talking at that point, you're leaving three or $400 on the table for the same amount mm-hmm. of time. Cause mm-hmm. it really doesn't take any extra time to have more people there, but because you especially are, are a regular, they all love you there, you know, and they, they were like, well, look, Brian's here. We have to, we have to get him in quickly. We can't make him wait. Yeah, and then when we leave, they always say, see you next Friday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they call you stupid round eye. I'm about ready to go back there. I'm about ready for another 
another uh, Kobe experience. Me too. Especially after going to Fujiyama. Although, man, it got me good. Whew. Well, how were they as far as price goes? Were they about the same? or For me, the chicken and steak combo was 20 bucks the dinner. Um, which I think is five or six bucks cheaper than Kobe. Yeah, I think it is. And when we go to Kobe, I don't know if the prices change, but we usually, we well, we always go at lunch. Right. Uh, but I, I think the the meal's probably the same thing. It's a, it's a huge portion, and it's probably the same price. Yeah, now Fujiyama, they've got, um, like today, for instance, from 11 to 2 is their lunch special. So you can get, it's not a combo, it's either chicken or steak um, or shrimp. I think are the three and they're like 12 bucks, but it's, so it's not two meats. It's just one, but you still get the soup, the salad, the shrimp, the two extra shrimp, the rice or noodles, and then the, the, the main meat and the vegetables. So, you know, for 13 bucks or 12 bucks, you can't really beat that at all. Yeah, that's good. That's a and hell of a portions, deal. It's a normal size. Yeah. Portion. Yep. Yep. So you can't really beat that, yeah, but it's just, I was thinking last night while I'm there, and I'm eating, and I'm like, you know, this is pretty good. Pretty good. The white sauce is pretty good. But I wonder how pissed they'd be if I, like, brought a bottle of Kobe's white I sauce. I was thinking the same thing. You come in with your own white sauce. Yeah. I mean, what they? I don't think – they might be a little offended, but I don't think they should have any policy against it because it's not like it's taking money out of their coffer. It's not like bringing your own snacks into a movie theater, you know? Right. They don't charge you for the white sauce. Right. So you're still going there. You're still spending the same money. You're just sending a message that, hey, your white sauce is okay, but it's not as good as Kobe, and I I prefer to have my meal the way I really, really enjoy it. Well, and I guess you don't have to have it, like, in the Kobe bottle. You know, if you really don't <laughs> want to be a dick, you can put it, like, in a little Tupperware. And just say you made it yourself or something. It's gluten. Um, uh, diabetic. Yeah, it's gluten free. Uh, <laughs> you got a big mountain of rice on your plate. Oh, there's no gluten in that. Don't worry about that. Oh, I can only have so much gluten in one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rice, the white, your white sauce would put me over the limit. So I, right. I have to have this. I have my own gluten free white sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. I think I'm going to yeah, do they, that. I think they they probably let you get by. They they look at you funny, but I don't think they'd kick you out or ask you to put your white sauce away. I mean, I'll just throw an extra dollar on the tip, and you know, they'll be happy. But but you have to point it out. You have to like write on there, you know, tip, you know, five dollars plus one dollar extra for allowing me to use my own white sauce. Otherwise, if you just left like a six dollar tip, they wouldn't necessarily know that that extra dollar was for their graciousness to allow you to use your own white sauce. I'll have to go to like um, vistaprint.com and get a bunch of like business cards made up that say like the extra dollar on the tip was for letting <laughs> me use my own white sauce. <laughs> Just so I don't have to write that down every time. Yeah, because you go there so much. You need a stack of 500 of these business cards. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what though. Uh, I don't know if Fujiyama uses more salt, but holy crap, I was like dying of thirst last night and this morning. Mm. I woke up and I was just like struggling to, well, it's not really struggling to do anything, but dying of thirst. 
Mm. I mean, usually Kobe's makes me a little bit thirsty, but yeah, not like this. It's the soy sauce. I think mostly it's uh, liquid salt. That's all that stuff is. Yeah. You know what Fujiyama has that Kobe doesn't, though? Um, pretty waitresses? Uh, no, I didn't see any pretty waitresses last night. Okay. Um, everyone spoke better English at Fujiyama. That's, that, that's actually, that, that would be nice. That sometimes I do have a little bit of difficulty understanding what the chefs and waitresses are saying. Yeah, and, and, and we're, I, honestly, I think they do that on purpose. Yeah, and we're I stupid. think they speak with thicker accents than they normally would, just to make you have to strain to understand them. Could be, and we're stupid Americans. So, like, yeah, as I long know. as you look like you're from there, then you know we still get the experience. You that's know, that's the way I feel about it. In our minds, in our minds, we're dealing with legit like ninjas, <laughs> just because you look like you're from Japan. Food ninjas. And really, they could be Chinese or Korean or whatever. I yeah. I remember one time uh, <laughs> on Facebook, it, it tells you your your memories, like what you've done on this day in years past. And like a month ago, my memory was our waiter at food, or at uh, Kobe is Mexican and his name is Jose. I feel like I'm gypped. <laughs> and I remember because he looked Mexican. He didn't have an accent at all. And he told us he was he was Mexican, and but he still did the like, uh, you know, oh, drop a like is hot. I'm gonna call nine one one. Like he still did the accent. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's I mean, pretty bad. I remember he was he was funny, and it was it was funny, but I still, it's like man, so he's a racist. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a racist. Uh, he should have called us round eyes. That'd have been even funnier. Well, you know, that's the thing about going to Kobe. The food's pretty good. The experience is pretty good. But you are surrounded by a bunch of racist, uh, you know, Japanese people. And, yeah. And other, others. Or Mexicans. They're all racist there. Yeah, they're all, they're all racist. Yeah. But you, I, I, I wish they had milkshakes. That, that would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know. You know they, they could make those right at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how they make, you ever been to one of those uh, ice cream places where they they just have like a bowl of liquid cream and whatever and they pour the, you know, ingredients, the sugar and whatever and they kind of mix it up and then they pour in the liquid nitrogen and it just freezes everything like that. I've never been to one, but I saw it on TV and it blew my mind. Yeah. So they could do that and right at the table and then... Um, you know, scoop it into a glass and and uh, have a little mixing deal there, and that'd be awesome. That will be badass. It yeah. looked really cool on TV when I saw it like that. But does Kobe have desserts in general? Like they don't ever ask, right? I have never ever had dessert there, and I don't ever remember them ever offering. Because at Fujiyama, they had like fried ice cream and stuff like that. And they bring all that from the kitchen, I guess. I would think so. We, I, it's probably not a big seller because people are always so full when they leave Fujiyama or Kobe. But I mean, a milkshake would be nice. They could bring that from the back. I don't need to watch them make it. <laughs> yeah, they could run over to 
Dairy Queen and get a blizzard. That would be fine. Yeah. I wonder if people like the, the the joke has always been like when the waiter or waitress says, Oh, can I get you anything else? Or, you know, what would you like? And someone's like, Oh, I'd like for you to go to Publix and get me a sub or something like that. Like, exactly. Do you think that's ever actually happened? Like where not that they'll go to Publix, but where the waiter or waitress will physically send somebody out to go get you something they don't have? I don't know, but I, I was in a restaurant one time and ordered something and um, it was taking a while and the waitress said that um, somebody had to run over to Publix and get some bread. Huh. I don't know if that was true or not. It was funny, but uh, it, it may. Things like that may happen. If I, I mean, they're not going to go get you a sub. I don't think, but I think if they, if they're low on ingredients, they, they might send somebody out to, you know, run and buy a bunch of stuff. Now I've seen near my house, there's an olive garden and it's in the same parking lot as a Publix. And I'm, I've seen people walking from the olive garden to Publix and coming back with bags of groceries. Now, I don't know if they're for the restaurant, like they were just ran out of something or if, uh, you know, per, someone's on their break and they're just going to buy groceries for their for their house. But, I mean, if I'm going to like a Ruth's Chris or some crazy expensive restaurant, you know, and I'm with a celebrity or I'm spending a couple of grand and they don't have something I want, I feel like I would expect them to go get it if it's reasonable. Oh, yeah, I would too, rather than just coming back and saying, oh, sorry, we can't make that. Now, if they run out of something like like salt, or some basic staple ingredient that's the same no matter where you buy it, then yeah, I would say run over to Publix and and get it so that you can keep preparing food. A lot of restaurants, the items that are on their menus are real specific, mm-hmm. especially chain restaurants. Yeah, where it's supposed to taste a certain way, and you get your products from a you know Cisco delivery or something like that. And they're, you know, they're very specific. They're pre, you know, pre-seasoned or pre-mixed or pre, you know, whatever. Like, like if, if Olive Garden ran out of breadsticks. Yeah, you can't just go to Publix. You can't just go to Publix and get those. And I doubt that they make them from scratch in the restaurants. My guess is that they're frozen. Then they could go, they could go buy flour and they could buy, you know, salt and yeast or whatever. And yeah, then they could, they could make them, but. I'll almost guarantee you those things come pre-cooked, you know, baked in, in giant bags or whatever, uh, because they're, they're very consistently the same. Yeah. Chances are they're like frozen when they come in, they're like almost done and frozen. And then they, uh, just throw them in the oven for a certain temperature. But I mean, they could go get things like milk. Yeah. I guess cheese probably. Yeah. But, you know, you have to wonder how much of their stuff is prepared, you know, from from scratch. I'd have to think, especially like Olive Garden, I feel like a lot of it is not prepared from scratch. Right. Like their soups, their sauces, you know, if they ran out of spaghetti, yeah, they could run over to Publix and get spaghetti. Um, But, yeah, even even their their proteins, like their chicken parm and, and stuff. That probably already comes breaded and ready to go, I'm guessing. 
Yeah. I'm like, I, we went to Olive Garden not long ago, not long ago, and it took like 40 minutes to get our freaking food. You remember that? Um, yes. Yes, I do. And I, I can't, I still can't figure out why I could take, what could take so long. I mean, you just got, I think you got spaghetti and meatballs. I had the meatball, uh, sub thingy. And what did Paul get? I think it was like chicken parm or something, but it took like 40 minutes and they weren't even that busy. I can't figure, figure for the, for the life of me. I can't figure out what the hell took so long because all that stuff should be pre-cooked. I would think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure the meatballs are like subway where they come probably pre-cooked in a bag. And that was two of our meals. Even if they didn't, um, even, let's say they even, they made those from scratch. Those would already be made and, and, you know, cooked right way, way in advance. They, you know, I don't know how they do their meatballs, but you know, when my mom made meatballs, she, you know, she'd fry them up, in the pan a little bit to keep to create like a little crust so they didn't fall apart and mm-hmm. then they'd cook in the sauce all day yeah which i'm sure is what <clears throat> i'm sure that's what olive garden does i mean they they i'm sure they come almost either cooked or frozen and then they just probably put them in like a crock pot kind of a thing and just keep them hot yeah so they're there ready to go all day as soon as they walk in in the morning they turn the crock pot on and you know if you order a meatball, it's like, bam, done. Same thing with that chicken parm. It's probably pre-prepared and just has to be heated up. Now, we might be totally wrong on all of this. because yeah, the, that's true. As it's we're true. talking, I'm thinking, like, why do they even have employees? Yeah, why? we don't know Olive Garden. Well, we why, never worked there. Why is there not a machine that just does all this for them? Like, there's fixing to be at fast food restaurants. Yeah, why can't we just text our order in from the parking lot? And have it be on the table when we walk in. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like have a, that little swipey thing on the on the table so that you can. Did you know that you can use that thing to actually order more food while you're eating? Well, remember like, we we tried that to get uh, <laughs> Alfredo work. sauce for the breadsticks, <laughs> and then it, they <laughs> you told them to bring it. And then it was like 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, did you still want that? And you're like, no. No, we're leaving. Yeah. We've been here for an hour and 20 minutes. Our lunch is ruined. <laughs> we should have complained. Yeah. Got- Here's $4. It was going to be 5 but we subtracted $1 because of the Alfredo sauce. Yeah. Let me get those on business cards as well. <laughs> It'll be on the other side. Yeah. You know, like, like at... Um, uh, what's that place? Sweet Tomatoes? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there. They have that little card that you put on the table that says, be right back if you're going to like leave the table to go get soup or something. Oh, I've been there, but uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, there's a little card. It's two-sided. One says, see you next time, T-H-Y-M-E. Oh, it's a little pun on, right. on a spice. And then uh, the other side says, be right back. And there's a picture of a tomato. Unbelievable. I know. That restaurant's good, though, from what I remember. Yeah, some people really hate that place, but uh, I have certain friends that I'll I'll have lunch with from time to time, and it's like that's the place that we always go. Yeah, I, I haven't been there in probably three or four years, but I remember it being good. I remember not wanting to go because I don't like a lot of vegetables. I'm like, what the hell am I going to eat? 
but they had a lot of stuff. Yeah, I usually start with a salad, and then they have a soup bar, which I, I'll go to and have some soup, and then they have all these other terrible things like uh, little fake pizzas and, and muffins and pasta and stuff. Mm, fake pizza. But they also have uh, a self-service uh, soft-serve ice cream station. Yes. That's all. Awesome. I love going to restaurants that have that have those. Yeah, Jason's Deli has that. <clears throat> yep. It's like my favorite part. I just I look at it as soon as I walk in, I see it. I'm like, yeah. And then I scarf down my food and I go get an uh, ice cream cone like a little kid. Yeah, you can get the cone or they have these little tiny uh, bowls that fit like in the palm of your hand, about the size of the palm of your hand. Right. We used to take our our drink glasses, finish the drink, and take that over there and fill that thing up with ice cream. That's, <laughs> that's an ice cream right there. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's, yeah. bad, that's badass. <laughs> or you can put a little Coke in there and make like a Coke float. That's good, too. Like cocaine? No, no, no. Oh. Or, well, maybe. Like root beer or Coke with ice cream, you know? It's like a float. Now, I haven't had a uh, float in years and years and years. I, I don't remember if they're any good. Are they actually good? Oh, my God. Oh, well, do, do they not have those at Sonic? Probably. But yeah, next next time you go to Sonic, get a root beer float instead of a uh, milkshake. Well, I don't like root beer, so I have uh, to get well, a different kind of soda. Yeah, Coke's good too. Coke floats are good. Coke float. So, I mean, we milkshakes were brought up earlier, and they're just brought up again. So I feel like we have to talk about milkshakes. It's a running theme. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have a feeling it will be for all of our podcasts. So, if you're listening and you don't like milkshakes or you don't like people talking about milkshakes. You might want to just delete this feed. Yeah, if you're if you're lactose intolerant, then you can, you can go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you really could just go fuck off. Yeah, we have no use for you. Yeah. So recently they opened a Sonic close to my house and a Dairy Queen, which is pretty awesome. Um, now, blizzards and milkshakes are two different things. They are. They are. I mean, blizzard is basically just soft serve ice cream, right? With stuff in it. Or I guess you can get a plain one. I've never really had one. I always get the Oreo or Butterfinger or whatever. Yeah, I think the last time I went to Dairy Queen, I got, it was like an Arroyo Oreo or something like that. It was like vanilla ice cream with fudge at the bottom of the cup and Oreos mixed in. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty good. But I've, I've really taken a liking taken a liking to the sonic milkshakes so what like, what's your favorite milkshake if you could get any milkshake right now what would you get okay well i've never had sonic so i can't they're not part of the equation um i do like uh blizzards at dairy queen they're they're really good and i i, I agree i think it is soft serve ice cream because that's all they have there uh, I don't know that Dairy Queen has like scoopable ice cream, but I, I'll say that I don't think they do this in the drive-through. But if you go in there and you order a Blizzard, um, you know they mix it up and and as they're handing it to you, they turn it upside down. Yeah, they do that in the drive-through. 
Do they? Yeah, because okay. if they don't, uh, it's free or something. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but that so that that's kind of a demonstration of the thickness of it, which I think is is a powerful statement. I'm glad they do that. So those are really good. I like those a lot. Um, I there's a steak and shake near my house, so I I have steak and shake uh, milkshakes from time to time. Those are pretty good, but they're nothing special. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to Steak and Shake, but nothing happens fast at Steak and Shake. Everything takes 40 minutes. Everything. You know, I I get it that, you know, if you order a burger, God help you, they're going to cook it after you order it. It's not like McDonald's or Burger King where they're, sitting on a warming tray and they just pick it up, put it in a bag and give it to you. So yeah, it takes a little longer, but if I go there and I order a milkshake and there's nobody in front of me, come on, put some ice cream in a glass and you put it in that little thing. And then you squirt that horrible shit on top of it and then hand it to me. That doesn't take 40 minutes. I'm sorry. (laughs) What's the horrible shit that they've done? Whipped cream and all that bullshit. I don't need any of that. You know when you ordered, you could, you could say. I could say, don't put that horrible shit on top of it. Right. I know. That's too much trouble. <laughs> They'd be like, I'm sorry, what? You, yeah, like, you know. That horrible when you, shit, don't put it on top of it. <laughs> when you go to like McDonald's or Burger King and you order a shake there. Yeah. Um, it used to be, back in the day, that you'd get a cup that had fucking ice cream in it. And a straw, and that was it. Now they put that horrible shit on top of it, too. I'm pretty sure McDonald's does. I know for sure Burger King does. Um, Why? Is it just because, well, we want to be fancier and we want to be like these other places? Fuck that. Just give me a a goddamn shake and and quit all the accoutrements. And, you know, (laughs) I don't need that domed cover with a gigantic hole in the top that's filled with that horrible shit and a, and a cherry. I don't need any of that stuff. Although it's, I, I you know, I like, I'll eat the cherry. I, I you know, I don't care. I, this is not the first cherry I've ever had. Hey, oh, so, but you know, I don't know. I just, why is it McCafe? Why, why is that necessary? I don't Can know, I just, but I like that. I like the horrible shit they put on top. I don't like the cherry. I like the, uh, the whipped cream though. Hmm. But I, if I don't want it, I'll just I just say, give me a, uh, a peanut butter Oreo shake with no horrible shit on top, and then they don't give me any of that stuff. But I agree yeah. with the the big stupid dome lid. That the first thing I do is take that dumbass lid off. The first thing I do, it just gets in the way. Yeah. How am I supposed now, to? Now, if you're if you're getting a Slurpee, let's say let's say you're going. I'm not talking about an icy or a, one of those other things. I'm talking about a honest to God Slurpee from Seven Eleven. I put that horrible domed lid on the cup first, and then I fill that motherfucker up mm-hmm. so that the, it fills all the way up into the domed lid, and then it's kind of squirting out the top. That's that's how I feel like I've gotten the appropriate amount of stuff. Yeah, but a Slurpee is different because as you're drinking it. The level drops. Yeah, because it's it's like sixty percent air. Right. 
if you're if you're drinking a milkshake with a straw, first of all, it's hard to do because they're thick. Um, mm. But the crap that you know, the, the whipped cream and stuff sticks to the to the lid to some degree, and it stays up there even after the the ice cream is or the milkshake is down. Yeah, and then what do you do with that? What are you gonna do with that? Well, that's why the first thing I do is I pull that fucking lid off and I throw it in the bag or in the garbage, and then I eat the whipped cream first with a spoon. And then from there, I enjoy the milkshake. Yeah. If I, if I were, you know, sitting in the restaurant, first of all, if you, if you're in the restaurant, like in the dining room and you order that, I don't know if it comes with the horrible lid. It does not, it, I believe. It, okay. It, yeah. Cause it wouldn't seem necessary. All right. So we're assuming that you've either ordered it to go or you ordered it in the drive through yeah, so, I, I live my life in drive-thrus. Yeah. So if I order it in the drive-thru, um, that either means that I'm like going home to enjoy it, or I'm going to somehow try to enjoy this while I'm driving, mm-hmm. which is not a good idea, kids. Don't don't try to eat a shake with a spoon while driving. It's almost as bad as texting. It's true. Um, but yeah, then you got this lid, and it's got this sticky shit all over it. And, you know, you're in your car and you're trying to be really careful not to get any of that sticky shit on your car because it'll be there forever until the next time you go in there with some, you know, cleaning agents. So forever, uh, basically. So forever, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's just it's just a problem. Yeah. I, you know, if, I go ahead. if I go to McDonald's mm-hmm. and I order shake in the drive through. I can I can eat that with a straw. I don't need a spoon to eat that because it's not that thick. Now, my favorite milkshake currently is probably a Sonic milkshake. Something about them are very good. Are they opinion. hand dipped? I have no fucking clue what they do. I kind of don't want to know because I'm I'm a germaphobe, so I don't I don't want to see anyone's hands near my food. So I just I hand the girl my credit card or my cash. And then I look straight ahead until the window opens again. They hand me the food and then I drive away. But I will say Backyard Burger has a huge, huge advantage over other places when it comes to milkshakes. Have I told you about the, the advantage Backyard Burger has? Uh, let's, let's say no. It is the straw. Uh, the, the straw, straw at Backyard Burger. Seriously, the diameter of the or yeah the diameter of the straw is probably three quarters of an inch. Wow. Yes. So it's like almost the size of your thumb. Yeah. You could probably stick your pinky finger into the straw. Not like all Damn. the way probably to your hand, but like you get at least like to the first knuckle or first joint. The uh it makes it amazing cuz you can drink the milkshake and it doesn't get clogged up. You get big ass chunks of stuff that come right through the straw. It's unbelievable. Wow. I like the last time I went there and got a milkshake, I almost kept the straw and washed it just so I could have it for the next milkshake I got. <laughs> and the milkshakes wow. are pretty good too. I'm telling you, we need to go next week and get milkshakes at lunch. <laughs> okay. From Backyard Burger. Just I so wonder you- I wonder if you can buy um those straws like on Amazon. I don't know. Let's see. Let me look here. 
giant backyard burger straws, pack of ten. Two dollars and fifty cents. Oh, you saw it? No, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, oh. giant straws. I see. I think I'm going to get a bunch of like really long straws. <laughs> right. That's what you're going to get. Yeah. Oh, God. $115? What the hell? For oh, a straw? A case of 4000 We don't need 4000 No. We uh, need 4000 business cards that explain our tip, but we don't need uh, 4000 straws. This one... 10 and a quarter inch length. Just over a quarter inch in diameter. That's pretty big. It's expensive. Well, you were saying it's three quarters of an inch. No, so they're huge. They're huge. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. And then I wonder if, if you found those, I wonder if you could also find like a a giant straw cleaning kit. It would have like a little <laughs> a little brush that you could push down. It'd be like the a, inside. Like a gun cleaning kit. Yeah, 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 yeah. A wire brush that you could oh, wait. It rip the straw to shreds. Here we go. Here we go. The eight and a half inch colossal neon unwrapped straw. Ooh, I, why do they specify unwrapped? That doesn't sound sanitary. Well, I think because you buy it in bulk. Uh, let's see. Come on, give me a. Each straw's large half inch diameter is perfect for Ooh. enjoying thicker drinks such as smoothies, slushies, milkshakes. Bubble tea and other frozen drinks. That's probably it. I bet it, I bet they're half inch. Wow. Oh my god, they're how, expensive though. How many do you have to buy? Four thousand. God damn it. Oh wait, here's a case of two thousand. <laughs> Twenty twenty four dollars. I'll go in halves with you if you want. That's wanna... much more realistic. <laughs> two thousand. Oh wait, the diameter's only a quarter inch. I know we gotta order the four thousand. That's too many straws. All right. Well, at least I know it's a thing. Well, click on it and then go down to where it says uh, similar items or other people purchased. And maybe you can find a smaller quantity. Well, that was from uh, a restaurant supply store. Oh. Yeah. What is this one? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's not what I want. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on this because I feel like it's important. Yeah, because I I seriously will buy, I will buy them. Yeah. It, imagine the uh, the benefits to doing cocaine. Oh my god! Yes. With a straw that size. Yeah. Now you you're... could snort an entire eight ball in one line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't even take that much. I don't know the whole line. Um, you wouldn't even have to cut it up into a fine powder, you know, because with a straw that size, you could snort up chunks and rocks and everything else. Yeah, the whole rock would matter. just be like, yeah. bam. Well, at that point, why not just, you know, take the rock and just cram it up your nose? You know, you know, you don't even need a straw at that point. Yeah, pretty much. If that's what you're into. Oh, yeah. Wait, I found something. We could get a box of 500 of the colossal half-inch diameter straws for 10 bucks. That's We'd be foolish not to do that. How do I order? <laughs> Take my money, please. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. This website's confusing. It might be a scam. I really feel like I have to do it. You can't find that on Amazon because that would be so much safer. It would be. Let's see. If I just Google. Let's see. Well, I, mean, let me, I have an Amazon app. Let me see if I can do this without hanging up on you. <laughs> There's eBay, Pinterest. It's got to be on Amazon. Colossal. Oh, wait. I think they do. Oh, it's $140, though. Eight boxes of 500. We don't need that many. Is that on Amazon? Yeah, we don't need 4,000 straws, though. <laughs> $120. God. Oh, pack uh, of five. Oh, here's 10-inch heavy-gauge premium silicone reusable colossal drinking straws. How much? Set of five for $7.99. Let me see what the diameter is. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, 0.44 inches, so it's less than half an inch, but not much less. I mean, that's that's negligible, I think. I mean, I'm in. I'll go half-seas on it. Well, let me, let me read the description and see if this sounds like what we want. Treat both kids and adults alike with these whimsical straws. If you're serving blended tropical drinks, daiquiris, and margaritas... Oh, sorry, I have to pause here. Why? And, and I have to vent one of my pet peeves. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I'll read the sentence again. If you're serving blended tropical drinks, comma, daiquiris, and margaritas, they spelled margaritas with an apostrophe S. Oh, yeah. Which, if they thought about it, they would realize the stupidity. They didn't put an apostrophe S on drinks, which would have been equally incorrect. Right. They did they didn't put an apostrophe S on daiquiris, but they did on margaritas. Why? Why did they do that? Because they're retards. That's just it just burns me. You know, something like this that's, you know, supposed to be, you know, professional. This is uh um you know uh this is Amazon.com for crying out loud. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you need our ten inch Heavy gauge premium silicone reusable colossal drinking straws made extra wide and thick with a 0.44 inch diameter. These straws are the perfect little sucker for bars, nightclubs, restaurants, and any place that needs or prefers the wider diameter straw. Now, I'm just going to go back for a second and say they did not put an apostrophe S for bars, nightclubs, or restaurants, which is all correct. You know, why do people do that? I I know certain people that use apostrophe S incorrectly habitually. I I think in general, I'm pretty good with the apostrophe game. I try to be. The one that gets me is it's like ITS or IT apostrophe S. I I agree with that. And I've, I've looked it up because there are certain situations where you don't use the apostrophe and others where you do. Right. But in my mind, uh, I can come up with an argument why it would always be uh, required. Because in the two situations that I'm thinking of, uh, if you're using it as uh, possessive, like, you know, 
uh, its flipper or its wings, then you use an apostrophe to show possession. Uh, and if you're using it as uh, an abbreviation for it is, you would also use an apostrophe. Hmm. So, so in both of those situations, I think the apostrophe is appropriate, but there's some rule somewhere that says in one of those situations, you don't use it, but I can never remember which one it is because it always seems like it should be there. So I always put it there and I, I may be wrong in some cases. Yeah. I don't know that. That's the one that confuses me. Other than that, I'm good with there, there, and there. And I'm good Oh with... yeah. People, people misuse that all the time. That bugs me too. Yeah. I mean, occasionally one will slip through the cracks, but in general, I'm pretty good, pretty good about it. Well, at least, you know, I, I try to pay attention to it. Yeah. I think some people are, are not paying attention or just skip that day in grammar class. Yeah. By the uh, way, I'm seeing a lot of them now on on uh, Amazon. There's okay. 50, 50 straws for 13 bucks. Yeah, these look like these are like hard plastic. They're reusable. Uh, they looks like something you could put in a dishwasher, maybe. I found nine and a half inch long, half inch wide uh, metal stainless steel straws. Wow, how cool is that? Now that sounds cool, but the thing that makes me nervous is that what if it starts like rusting on the inside and you can't see it? Oh, look what I just found. A cleaning brush set for stainless steel straws. <laughs> the, this one has a little uh, little pipe cleaner thing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I'm down. This could be life-changing. Yeah. There's reusable food-grade silicone drinking straws. How fat are we? That we're Bubba, talking about Bubba Big Straw five pack reusable straws three ninety nine ordering straws that are, <laughs> that are half inch wide because it makes it easier to drink a milkshake. Right. I mean, I'm in. We're what's wrong with America? Yeah, pretty much. I'm telling you though, it is a game changer when it comes to milkshakes. It's an absolute game changer. I'm okay getting the the disposable ones, buying more of them and throwing them away rather than having ones that uh, you actually have to reuse. Yeah, it's, I'm, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, wow. Wait, never mind. I just thought something different. Uh, I found a hundred, a hundred of them for 12 bucks. But... I think it ships from China. We wouldn't. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Unwrapped colossal neon straws. 8.5 inch purple, green, red, blue, 500 count box by Solo. So that Solo is a reputable organization. Uh-huh. Um, it's 500 of them and it's $139 and 60 cents. Holy cow. That's way too much. I know. Yeah. We don't need that much. 
Here's 80 for six. Oh, those look small, though. Uh, it's just riveting podcasting, by the way. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'll send you the link to the ones I found. See what you think. It's the best of the best. At this point, you know what I have to say about people who don't like listening to us talk about big straws? They can go fuck, fuck themselves. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not worried. Why are you still listening? Yeah. We're we've we've moved on from your from this podcast episode. We're talking about straws now. Yeah, we've gone off the rails. How did we start this? Talking about Walmart. Hey, I wonder if you can find these at Walmart. Probably. Listen, I'll go back to Walmart if I could. <laughs> Just for this. Just for the straws. I'll walk in and ask them if they have the TV again. And if and they then... say no, I'm gonna pull my gun out. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have straws? Shooting wildly into the air. <laughs> Like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Case of 10,000 five and a quarter inch straws. Let's get those. I'm sorry. $9. I, got I got this picture of you with, with, with pistols in both hands shooting straight down into the floor and like, and like rocketing yourself up off the ground. That's <laughs> uh, pretty funny. That's pretty good. I should do that. I would at least try it, see if it really works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> if I know science, which I do. <laughs> I know two things. I know apostrophes and I know science. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of don't know about apostrophes completely. It gets me every time. But science, I got that down. Yeah. I, I know for sure that's yeah. going to work. Oh, I know. It, it, uh, you shoot at the ground, you come off the floor. <laughs> I've seen it. Mm, I've done it twice. Here's the case of 4,000 straws for $104.99. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, but 4,000, that's, that's probably one of the better deals. It probably you. is if you go like cost per straw. Yeah. The downfall is they're not something we can sell to make our money back. And I don't know yeah. that I'll, I don't know that yeah. I will drink 4000 milkshakes before I die. No, I I doubt I'll drink 10. No, I'll drink 10. I yeah, most these, certainly the, will. the other problem with these is they're not Amazon Prime eligible. Uh I sent problem. you a link on Skype to some that I found that were really? I believe Very Amazon bad. Prime eligible. <clears throat> There's a lot of websites about straws, by the way. Oh, this um, this little chat pane on Skype um, still has the gifts of Batgirl strapped to a giant penis. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about these straws. Yeah, so, so it's a 100-count, half-inch-wide straw. These are, like, disposable, I guess? I believe so. Mm-hmm. It says, drink right to the bottom of most blender cara- carafes mm-hmm. and the deepest glasses. And you can see what you're drinking with super clarity and no stripes. Oh, <laughs> damn, those horrid stripes. Yeah, this is a website. I'm going to look up the website. Sparklingclearstraws.com. Let's do it. Sparkling clear. 
Use for bubble tea smoothies. The fuck is bubble support. tea? I don't know. We need to look that up too. This podcast, <clears throat> we're going down a road here, and I don't know if we're going to be able to come back from this. We can't. We're already way far down. This this website of this company who makes these straws, the ones that you're looking up now, their website's fucking garbage. And the only thing they sell are these stupid ass straws, like that one straw. Like that's it. Okay. All right. I, I, I we're gonna up. we're definitely going down a road here. I got like a bubble. So tea. this last line it says use for bubble tea, which we're you're you're working on that. Smoothies, cake support, stem protectors. Or small keep dry survival packages. <laughs> okay, so what the hell? What what small keep dry survival package? How is this straw? I help me here. What the hell are they talking about? I think you put stuff in the straw, and then you cap the ends with something else. I don't fuck. I don't know. What? I have no Salt? idea. I mean, what do you, what is going to keep me alive? Well, Water? I, I guess you, I, you could put matches and some kindling in there, I guess. Cocaine. Keep it, keep it dry. Already some, touched on that. Some cocaine. Yeah. Um, Marijuana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably roll some condoms up and put it in there. <laughs> if you had to. Necessity. You certainly wouldn't want to increase the, the population, uh, you know, during a, uh, crisis of humanity you could drink bubble tea which i found out what it is okay hit me it's a taiwanese tea-based drink that uh has typically chewy tapioca balls or fruit jellies are added so there's like these little balls that are at the bottom of the tea like it's like a milkshake with all the stuff at the bottom so i guess you'd get these big ass uh straws so that you can drink and drink the fruit jellies without having them get stuck in the end of the straw. Uh, I see. It sounds um, terrible. Okay. okay, so I um I, I started clicking on some of these other images that they have of their product. Right. And the second image shows number two pencils being stored <laughs> right. inside the straws. Yeah. For clarity though. That's, Those are clarity. I see. It's just to show that that you can see Right inside the straw. It's very important to see what's inside the straw. Mm-hmm. The next one shows it in a blender. Yeah, is, right next to the blade. That's fucking stupid. That's safe. And then the next one shows flowers. What are they trying to say? You could use these as vases? I think you could use them to keep flowers from falling over and dying. Oh, yeah, right. The first picture has a flower that has a broken stem. And the second one, I guess they're using the straw as a cast right well and then the third the flower is still gonna die because the stem is broken it's gonna die because i'm gonna hit it with a fucking weed eater that's why it's gonna die mm-hmm. i'm gonna kill it and then the last picture it shows two straws three eighths inch and a half inch inside of a cup like a drinking cup but there's nothing really to show scale like you would think they put it up to a ruler or a regular straw to show how much bigger it is, but there's really no way to tell that they're bigger than standard. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe they should have shown the three eight inch straw inside a half inch straw. 
and then a regular straw inside that. Yeah. These th- this is another company that needs Nick and Brian. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them. This is just another. Now this is um, this is Amazon Prime eligible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always look at this when I buy stuff on Amazon.com, and I, I do this because I've kind of been burned in the past when I first started shopping and I was not paying attention to this. But now I always look to see uh, who the item is sold by and fulfilled by. Right. Um, I prefer if it's sold and fulfilled by Amazon because I always have the best, most reliable experiences when that's the case. But I'm okay with stuff that's fulfilled by Amazon only because I think that means that it's the seller has provided the stock to Amazon and they have it in their warehouse and they just pick it and ship it. Yes. That's the way I understand it. Yeah, that that's okay. But I I'm telling you when I've purchased things that were sold by and fulfilled by complete third parties, not Amazon related whatsoever. It's hit and miss. Right. Um, I've had, I've had to wait a really long time. I've had the wrong things shipped. I've had, you know, any number of, of bad experiences. So I try to steer clear of that. And with Amazon, if you're an Amazon prime member, like I used to be, um, I was using my student account for like 10 years and then they finally were like, we need transcripts or something uh, to show that <laughs> you're still in school. a long time. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess this is it. Um, the uh, they uh, So when I was using Amazon Prime, I would order a lot of stuff that I'd get at discounts to review. And I would run into that as well, where things were not shipped by Amazon and it would take forever to get to me. But anything that was fulfilled by Amazon would always be under Amazon's two-day policy. And if there are ever any issues, you deal with Amazon uh, first, I believe, on anything. And Amazon, they don't fuck around when it comes to problems, if you're a Prime member especially. Well, I I can relate one experience that I had recently with Amazon.com. I had ordered something, and it was not a cheap item. It was a a $500 item. Mm -hmm. And... um, it arrived when they said it would, or at least they said it arrived when they said it would, but they said that it was left in my mailbox. And so I was at home. Actually, I had, al- I had already checked my mail and came inside, and then I opened up my Amazon account or my email and said, oh, your item arrived. It's in the mailbox. And I'm like, damn, they must have got it to the mailbox between the time it took me to check the mail and walk inside, read this email. So if I walk outside right now, it's going to be in there, even though it wasn't like three minutes ago. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I had my doubts. Right. But I walked outside again, and I looked in the mailbox, and it was not there. Mm. So uh, Amazon, uh, on their website, it said, if your item ar- has not arrived when it said that it should have um, – wait three days, and if it's still not there, then contact us. Mm -hmm. So I thought about that for a few minutes. I'm like, you know, this is a really expensive item. I really don't feel comfortable waiting three more days. 
I had a pretty good feeling that somebody just took it out of my mailbox. So I called them immediately and um, the lady with the thick Indian accent, whose name was Sally, I didn't believe her, um, said, okay, we're going to wait one more day and then I will call you tomorrow. And if it has not arrived, then we're going to file a missing item uh, replacement deal. I said, okay, I agree. So next day I came home, <clears throat> the item was not in the mailbox. She did call and I told her it was not there and she apologized and she immediately um, ordered a replacement for me, which she said would be at my house tomorrow. And I thanked her, hung up the phone. I went and checked my account and it actually said, um, replacement item is set for same day delivery. Well, this was already 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night, so I certainly was not expecting it to arrive, uh, you know, before I went to bed. But the next morning, uh, as I was stepping out of the shower, I heard my doorbell ring. And I thought, huh, what could that be? So I went and checked the front door and boom, there was my item, uh, eight, eight 30 in the morning, uh, on my doorstep. I was pretty impressed, pretty happy. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I don't know many other companies that would do that. Not to mention they just ate a loss of however much the first item was. So they had to re re ship out something and ship it same day and, and getting it same day is different than getting it same day before 10 a.m. Shipping yeah, uh, cost early. It was, this must've been like the first stop. Yeah. I wonder if they've got, cause I, I think they've got distribution center pretty close to us. Um, cause now you can do the Amazon prime two hour delivery for some things like food and stuff. Yeah. So this, this could have been, um, an Amazon worker, you know, that drove it, from their warehouse to my front door. Uh, I, I didn't get to see who it was, whether it was UPS or, or who, um, because I, by the time I got to the front door, they were long gone. You would think they would have waited considering the first one got stolen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But th this one, they did not leave in my mailbox. Right. Which I can't understand why you would ever leave an item of a value of five hundred dollars in a in an unsecured mailbox. Um, my guess is one of two things happened: somebody saw this item. I don't know how it was packaged because I never saw it, but it was probably in some kind of a shipping envelope. You know, it would have been a box inside of a shipping envelope. So somebody either saw it go in there, waited for the mailman to drive away. And then just walked up, opened the door, and pulled it out. Or the mailman uh, didn't securely close the door to the mailbox. And so at some point it flopped open, and somebody was walking by and just looked in and saw a package and grabbed it and kept walking. Hmm. Yeah, I guess either, either, way. either one of those could be, uh, could be accurate. Well, my grandparents, they used to live kind of out in the woods, and at the end of their, their driveway was off of a dirt road and there were probably 20 people that lived past them on the dirt road. They were the first driveway. 
and uh, there was a time when when they would order stuff, and the the people at UPS or FedEx or whoever they would just leave it at the end of their driveway, and you you couldn't even see their house from the driveway. Like you had no way of knowing that a package was there, and this was before email was as prevalent, and they and actually they didn't have email anyway. They didn't have a damn computer, um, or at least not with the internet. So. I just I never understood why they would leave it at a place where just sitting literally next to the road next to their garbage cans. I mean it literally would be next to their garbage cans. And I, I don't know how many things were stolen, if anything ever was, but you know, you figure you're leaving whoever who knows what it is out there in the sun and the heat and the rain for up to a day because if they had no reason to leave the house, they weren't gonna just go check to see if a package was there. And it could have been you know, medicine or could have been uh, uh, like hearing aids or whatever. You still there, Brian? Yeah, sorry. I, I had you on mute. I was going off on a on a rant. <laughs> I, I didn't hear anything you said after I started talking. Yeah, I said that's pretty irresponsible of them to do that, you know, to leave a package out there like that. Um. And then I had another point that I was making when I realized that I was on mute, but I don't remember what it was now. So, <laughs> because I'm looking at a picture of Batgirl strapped to a giant penis, <laughs> and it's com- completely derailed my train of thought. Well, I oh, I remember what it was. You know, you see these videos on uh, YouTube or whatever of these like caught on camera UPS drivers mishandling people's stuff yeah you know throwing television sets over fences uh or kicking things or you know throwing boxes around and stuff like that it's you know it's i think it's all part of the same thing i mean that that driver easily could have you know could have delivered those packages in a in a you know in a, a better way a more easily discoverable or safer way mm-hmm it's part of what's wrong with America. Well, they could have just pulled down the driveway and put that's it by the yeah, house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Um, shit, I just lost my train of thought, too. Did well, you-, you know, it's been an hour and a half uh, podcast. Maybe, uh, maybe that's, maybe that's our limit. Could be, uh, unrelated to that, but kind of related. Did you order the straws? I did indeed. <laughs> what What do you think? I, I'm I'm in. Yeah, they're on their way. Nice. Well, whenever they come in, if we go to Backyard Burger, they will give us the straw. So we wanted to use them, but uh, I'm excited. It's a total game changer. I guess oh, on the yeah. this is, this is going to be big. On the next podcast, we'll have to talk about our thoughts on the big straw. Yeah, because by then we will have we will have used them. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm excited. When are they going to be delivered? Tuesday. Uh, let's see. Guaranteed delivery on June 28th. Which when is that? Tuesday. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll definitely have them in plenty of time before 
the next podcast. And I bet nobody steals them. No, probably not. Although if they did, they'd probably be happy. They'd be satisfied with the, with the theft. We could probably, uh, you know, catch the thieves at Steak and Shake or some other, uh, you know, milkshake vending establishment. I just can't wait to go to like Sonic with a my own big ass straw, <laughs> and then them hand me the milkshake and try to give me the straw and be like, "No thanks." Yeah, keep keep your <laughs> crappy ass straw. Keep that piece of shit to yourself, fucking whores. And then I can <laughs> pull up, pull out my big ass straw. Like, this is what I'm. Yeah. You you roller skating Sonic whores. <laughs> you slut. You're a whore just like your mother. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've done some good stuff today. I think we've helped the world. I think so. Um, who knows what what we covered in the meet, in the middle? But I mean, the big straws is a good way to end it. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, if anybody made it to the end of this podcast, thank you for listening to uh, Suitcase on the Left. Yeah, which by the way has no meaning. It has a little bit of meaning. Does it? Yeah. Do you do you? Uh, it's it's a lyric from a song, but to avoid copyright infringements and lawsuits, maybe we shouldn't mention what it is. No, I think we're fine. You think so? Yeah. I mean, look, there are uh, Guns N' Roses band, cover bands, or wait, maybe it's ACDC, where it's called like... Yeah. What? And we're not even singing it, so I mean, really, we're just plagiarizing. It's not even the name of a song. It's a lyric within a song of another name. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. There's... Really, it'd be hard. They'd be hard pressed. Although it's probably a lyric that's never been repeated in any other song ever anywhere, because um, it's pretty obscure. Huh. But it's uh, it's from a Pink Floyd song. Ah, well, they were doing heroin anyway. They don't remember oh, heroin. You know, barbiturates, marijuana, cocaine, LSD. You name it. Suitcase on the left. Yeah, there's a song on on an album called The Wall, which you may have heard of. Yeah, yeah. And there's a song on that album called One of My Turns. Mm -hmm. And the lyric goes something like, uh, run to the bedroom on the suitcase on the left. You'll find my favorite acts. It's called The Turn. One of My Turns. One of My Turns. Well, let's see something here. Pink Floyd. One of my turns. Huh. From 1979. That sounds about right. Oh, now you're going to get the copyright police on us. That's probably true, but this is, we're using it fair use. The fuck is going on in this song? It sounds normal. There's all kinds of weird stuff happening in it. It's Pink Floyd. Yeah, there's like TVs playing in the background and <laughs> yeah. voices and stuff. Yeah, that's it, man. I feel like I should be doing drugs. You I'm, are. I'm Just never by listening to this. I've never done drugs, but I feel like I'm doing them right now. Your your mind is being altered. Here it comes. Here it comes. Ready? Oh, wait. No. One more. One more.
That's it. Well, there you go. There you go. I feel like it's so a good way to... A, the namesake of our podcast right there. Yeah. We'll never play that again. I'm going to play it every time. Every time. That's going to be our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> every single time. All right. Well, uh, awesome. Well, thanks for listening to the first episode. Uh, hopefully, there will be many more to come. And, uh, yeah. I guess we'll... Well, s- we... We already know there's going to be another one after we go to Backyard Burger with our new straws. Yeah. Well, they give us the, oh. they'll give us the straw. We'll have to go somewhere else. It's oh, that's it. right. We have to go to Sonic because they have the shitty straws. We'll have to go anywhere else and just walk in. And when they say, here's your milkshakes, well, here's your straw, like, yeah. no. And then we'll pull our own out of our pockets and be like, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> we're professional. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've done this before. This is not our first rodeo. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> all right, Brian. Great. Good times. Yep. We'll see everybody next time. Bye now. <laughs>